All right, we are back. Uh, what is happening, guys? I'm just going to run down uh, UFC Fight Night 205 Limoche. Hope I'm saying that right. Amanda Limoche uh, versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, pretty crazy night, man. It was good, though. I was, uh, for a, you know, for a ESPN Plus, you know, paid membership, obviously, seven bucks a month. But for ESPN Plus free, free fight, basically, it was pretty damn good. Um, just kind of quickly, I'm going to run down this one. This is not going to be a real long one tonight. I just wanted to get it out there and uh, try, try to keep flowing with this, man. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just getting back to this. This will be my fourth episode out. So, um, like I said, just getting back to it. So, I'm getting, I'm kind of getting into the swing of things. Getting some, uh, you know, scheduling together to where I can uh, make it happen. Anyway, really, really weird. It, it, Weird, weird fight. Mike Jackson versus uh, Dean Barry. Dean Barry looked really good. I thought I thought he was really putting it together. Um, I thought Mike Jackson looked pretty good at, at the beginning of it, and then Dean Barry just really started to put his strikes together. You know, judging his distance. You know, he's figuring out distances really well, and started really, really capitalizing, looking good, hitting Mike Jackson with some nasty shots, and then just out of nowhere, man, it, it's. Really crazy, man. Just a crazy thumb right into the eye. It looks like he might have really, really jacked up uh, Mike Jackson's eye. Uh, disqualification, of course. Um, it sucks. But, I mean, Dean Barry's hand should have been nowhere, nowhere uh, that close. Just way too close to someone's, someone's eye when you're... When you when you're in that close, get close your damn hands, you know, or something. And I understand you got to grab, you know, so it's hard to have your hands close, and you know, with the chance of having to grab and and push off or grab and do a submission or or grab and try try whatever. I know it's a hard thing to do to keep your hands closed while you're in the middle of combat. It's just it's just things happen. These things happen. There's no way to get or get around it, but. Other than to be careful and hope for the best. But Dean Barry, expect to see this guy again because he looked really good. I think they should run it back because maybe Mike Jackson will think better of this. And uh, even though he got the win, I wouldn't see him wanting to do it again because I, I didn't think towards the end of the first that he – I thought Dean Barry would have had that pulled out and would have won that round, just my opinion. But uh, moving along, Felipe Linz, which I always thought it was Linz, but they were, they were saying both at the uh, – whatever, the announcing table there. All the guys were, they were all over the place. Leans, Lins, Leans, Lins, just constantly. Um, Prochnio, uh, I don't know, it just, it just seemed like it was a pretty good fight. You know, I mean, it was a unanimous decision, whatever. Um, but it just seemed like Leans just had so much more great, great power in his strikes. You know, two light heavyweight guys, you're going to have that. Um Just seemed like Martin wasn't having a very good night. Not not giving uh, any ex any excuses, but uh, Felipe Leans, and it was nothing like holy shit, uh, nothing stand out. It was just Felipe Leans had a better night, and he just was the better fighter that night. But uh, trying to move along here. As per usual, it was a good good night of uh, beverages. So. 
full front full front attention wasn't on everything. But I'm just bringing the best of my knowledge to all these. Uh, Mark Andre Barrio. I hope I'm saying that right. Looks like Barry Alt. But Barrio uh, against Jordan Wright. Um, it was a really good fight, man. 190-pound catch weight. Catch weight is not something UFC used to do. Now they're doing them a lot more, which is kind of surprising. But I guess it's like, hey, things happen. You know, it's good to be a little more flexible like that when it comes to keeping the match together. Rather than saying, oh, you, you missed weight or you did this. Or, you know, if they come to agreement and they can do a catch weight instead of, you know, and I, I don't know if this situation. It, it might not even have been that kind of situation. They might have agreed to a catch weight from the get-go. Who knows? But um, Barrio, the better man, um, looked good with a uh, guillotine choke. Uh, moving on, uh, Charles Jardin. This guy's looking really good, man. Um, Land, uh, Lando Venatis. Run across a, a, a kind of a tough uh, streak here. Say win loss win loss for quite a while. Couple a couple late couple years ago, some draws. Bobby Green, Matt Frivola, lost to Dracar close. Uh, but you know, like I said, uh, last five have been uh, two wins and three losses. So well, last six to be three and three. So kind of a uh, touch and go kind of look right now, being a twelve and six. 30 years old though, I wouldn't say I wouldn't I wouldn't count him, you know, running for a making a run at the belt or anything, but certainly not looking bad as of yet. But not great either. So but uh man, when he first came in on the scene UFC, he, he was he was wrecking dudes, man. He looked really, really good. But Charles Jordan's no joke, man. I mean this guy's really been uh been looking really good. Uh Julian Arosa is his last loss, which was September last year, so and he's been a pretty active dude, man. Uh, fought three times last year. Uh, his last fight before this past weekend was December 18th. So, I mean, that's pretty, not that quick, I guess. I guess it's about right. You know, four, four months, three, four months to your back in your next fight. UFC is obligated to at least present them with three fights a year. That's what Dana White, I've heard him say before. They are uh, to offer them at least three fights a year. So, and if they, and if they end up wanting more, you know, maybe uh, they do more, you know, like a, a Cerrone, you know, has fought six times in one year before. <laughs> I think I might, might even have been more than that, but I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. But uh, Macy Barber looked really, really good against uh, Montana. Montana, Looked really good with her, um, you know, they were both really good against the fence, you know, and that was that was a nasty battle. But Macy Barber just kept going with the strikes, and she was really kind of beating up uh, De La Rosa. But I'm, I'm interested to see what De La Rosa does after this loss because she's in there with a really tough girl. Macy Barber is, uh, she's been in UFC for a little bit now. Um, yeah, I got, you know, a couple of years. Yeah, three years. We're going on four. So, very cool, man. Very cool. And, uh, like I said, I'm interested to see what, what Montana does here. I'm going to look at her record real quick because I don't know how long she's been in UFC. Might be longer than I'm thinking. Oh, wow. It is longer than I'm thinking. Wow. Okay. So, so my bad. She's been in UFC longer than Macy Barber. But she's got some, uh, 
she fought twice 2019 once 2018 so maybe um i haven't seen a lot of her because of her fairly inactivity here and there twice she's basically twice a year for the last three three four years uh yeah yeah twice in 2021 so far once this year but um i i got nothing bad to say about her except the fact that she was just a lot less active in striking you know her her um her technique i thought was on point i thought she looked good but macy barber just just this is a much, much more active fighter and it, and it paid off and um clay guida man and uh claudio excuse me p-u-e-l-l-e-s palace I, I, rem I, I remembered it before, but now I forgot it. Now that I'm sitting down, I just got home from work. I'm sitting down to do this, and I'm forgetting half the stuff that I wanted to talk about with this. So poor planning on my part. Should have probably did a little quick rundown on uh, some of these just to see further points. But um, Claudio looked awesome, man. He looked really, really good. Clay Guida just tried to dive out of this, this submission hold, and what he basically did was exposed his leg and Claudio just went right for the knee bar and it, it was beautiful man it was picture perfect the way he caught him and, it, and Clay was just screwed man I mean there was nothing he could do about it and uh I, 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 I'm interested to see what this Claudio dude does man you know we get these guys in here with these just submission professionals man like a uh Mearshart Gerald Mearshart that guy's that guy's a pro, man, a pro on the ground. Another guy, uh, Scottish dude. Uh, damn it, Paul, Paul, Paul Krieg, Paul Krieg. Very good man. Those guys are just a, a it's inter, pure entertainment to watch if you know what you're looking at, man. And if you're a fight fan, you know UFC, MMA fan, you're you know what you know what I'm talking about. It's just some of these guys. It's like poetry on the ground, man. It's like they make it they make it look so easy, so fluent, and they, and they just pull it off like a snap you know but clay guida nothing to be ashamed of man i mean clay guida's i don't think he's looked bad in any fight i mean he just he just got caught by a pro man a complete pro but uh clay's good clay, clay is getting up there in age i'm gonna take a look here real quick yeah 40 years old man yeah um so yeah all respect to him man i i've always respected clay 37 to 22 it's not your uh, ideal record you'd want to have in anywhere close to retirement, but you know what? The guy always brings it, man. And, he, and he'll Hall of Fame. I don't see why he wouldn't get into the Hall of Fame. Probably uh, maybe a couple years after retirement, whatever that is, because he doesn't really look like he needs to step away at any time soon. Really, I'd say probably maybe another couple years. You know, he could probably probably do it. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. You know, I don't know how he's feeling. So maybe maybe some of the wear and tears. You know, having an effect. He doesn't seem to say it, so we, I don't hear him say anything like that. So we'll we'll see. But uh, Jessica Andrade, super quick night. I, I'd like to see what she made uh, per hour. Because <laughs> the fight was all of, geez, a, a couple minutes. Well, yeah, per hour, my ass. Well, I, I'm thinking about training and all that shit, too. But if she took her whole training camp... And her purse, you know, and well, if you want to include the fight too, the fight was what at the at the three thirteen mark. So what is that? Five minutes down three thirteen. It's just under two minutes. I mean, 
quick night for her, man. Amanda Lemos looked really good, too, man. She, her, her uh, judging distance was really good, but she's in there with she's in there with a pro, man. She's in there with a, a vet. And, uh, I mean, Jessica's got double the experience on this girl, so. Lemos should be back, man, for sure. This was a good, a good uh, experience for her. But just a quick, man, super quick uh, uh, arm triangle choke. And, and she made it look easy, too, because when, when she took it off, it's like Lemos just dropped. I mean, it was like the girl had nowhere to go, you know. Tough night for her, though, man. It's, uh, over, like I said, overall, it was a good night, man. I wish I could have did a little bit more on the, uh, some of these other fights. But like I said, it was going to be a quick one. I wasn't expecting to do, you know, a full-on, you know, crazy breakdown of everything. I don't think I ever really do crazy breakdowns, but I always had a, a co-host with me, too, being just myself. It's, it's a little different. It's taking some getting used to for me. But in some other news I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm sure if you look on probably YouTube, it'll probably have it. Uh, it had Francis Ngannou, and right after Tyson Fury's boxing match, for the life of me, I can't, I cannot remember who he fought, but he calls uh, Francis Ngannou. Hey, Francis, come on over here, let's talk, you know. And then they talk about how they're planning this hybrid boxing match. I'm assuming if Dana doesn't know about this, which I'm, I'd be surprised if he didn't, but they're talking about a hybrid boxing match where Tyson Tyson Fury was saying it's it'll be like nothing you've ever seen. It uh, Ngannou said it will be like boxing rules with MMA gloves, stuff like that. So, it'll almost, you know, it'll be really lightweight gloves. But I'm interested to see what Nganu does when Fury comes in, you know, a couple of strikes, and then he starts leaning on him. He's going to get really, really tired after a few rounds of that. And if it goes, and if it's like an exhibition, a four-rounder, he might not do too bad. But I don't see it doing. I don't see him doing that. I mean, if you're going to go to a boxing match and you're going to fight one of the best guys, I mean, personally, I think Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is going to mop up the fucking floor with him. But hey, who knows? We're talking about different gloves here, different rules. So, you know, they could angle it more towards to where it is even because of the advantages that a longtime pro boxer has over a MMA fighter. They could angle it to where some of that advantage is a little bit less than, you know, something. So it's just speculation on my part, which they should. There shouldn't be a giant advantage. It should make it to where it's more of an even fight based on their talents and what their training's been and stuff like that. But he also is going over to another sport and challenging a champion boxer. So he should have to be probably the one at a disadvantage because, like, hey, you're barking up history. He didn't come looking for you, so. But I know they both had talked about, you know, on social media fighting each other. So, but now here we're finally getting some words from them, and they're very chummy. They're very cool with each other. It seems that they're very uh, friendly, which is cool. It's, it's it's a good, respectful match between two champions, which is I like it. I'm all for it. I'll I'll, I'll tune in. So anyway, I uh, just wanted to throw this out, get this out here to you guys tonight. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm a little bit later than than usual. Usually after a a fight, I usually try to like to get it, get it out at least by Monday or Tuesday, at least. So my apologies for running behind, but I do appreciate it, man. Uh, share it with your friends, all that good stuff.
And uh, thanks for tuning in, man. Like I said, the Ed Yeen episode's coming soon. I'm still working on it. I got some more, uh, more research to do. I'm basically getting to the point where I'm at the, the more adult uh, area of uh, Ed's life to where all the messiness happened, which I already talked about some of the messiness, but I'm kind of doing like a little bit of a, I kind of jump around a little bit at first and I kind of, kind of go down the timeline when all the stuff happens and he, you know, gets caught, gets locked up, all that business. But anyway, um, like I said, it should be out uh, shortly, but I'm going to sprinkle in as much as I can. So uh, like I said, man, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Have a good night.